This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. Shopify covers all the sales channels covered, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast free, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash podcast free to start selling online today. In the final part of our conversation with Alan Smart, we go into the trouble he got into with the law, his court cases, and also his personal life as well. This isn't the sort of stuff we would normally put out on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes, but we think it's important to bring closure to the story that Alan gave us. You may find parts of this podcast upsetting. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now what? I would always say I felt a stole a living from the time I left Watford. That's for no other reason than I knew what was going on with my knee. My move to Oldham was for probably the wrong reasons. I think I had two and a half years still to run. I wanted to get back up to the northwest for uh, just to be a bit closer to family and stuff like that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to leave the club. Mm. There's no, you know, and actually the, what what was released wasn't quite right either. And you just got to swallow it and you think, oh, Alan requested a transfer request. Then he took it back. And actually, I just spoke to the gaffer and said, Gaffer, look, I've always played in the first team. I said, and it's killing me not yeah. being in and around it. I said, so if I've got the opportunity to move, I only want to go and play. That's all. That's all it's about for me. I don't want to be in your squad to not play. Mm. Not when you've selected me. Mm. That's that's it. And I don't take it personally. I just want to go and play. Yeah. And he was like, ah, okay. And he was quite calm with it. And I said, I don't want to go. But I think that the season I left, I think Viali had come in that summer. But the season I left, the the, the, the club come right out of the blocks, hadn't it? it won the first, uh, them and Fulham. We were like flying, mate. Ten, we were ten flying. Ten or twelve games back to back straight wins. And, it was amazing. And I mean, Tommy scored 20 odd goals that season. Smudger had come into the scene. He's got Haider, superb centre forward. So there's lads there, and it's just you saying, look, it is what it is. There's no, there's no disregard to it. The lads are on form. I've got my injury issues that have kept me out I'm actually just wanting to play and I don't think players maybe do that enough it was and you know what it wasn't about money it just wasn't about money so and went to Oldham and that didn't work out the, the story behind me going to Oldham was just I was going to say take, take, us, take us to that kind of part of your career if you don't mind because obviously yeah they're, no they're, listen the signing at Oldham is unbelievable what happens I met Stoke on loan I'd been up at Hibs Hibs had tried to sign me in the summer I think he'd come in about 500 grand. Anyway, that didn't happen. And I went to Hibs on loan, foolishly, and sat, played in the UEFA Cup. And, and that's why I went on loan. And I was still at Watford. Then I was coming back down the road and I got a phone call from John Rudge at Stoke. We want you on loan. So I didn't even make it back to Watford. The, the night was travelling back. And I went, right, okay. A club were like, right, listen, go for it. Just take, take the time, try and get pitch time. Go with it. I went to Stoke. And I think after about two weeks, again, they'd had lads that were... I'm not sure the manager didn't know who I was. Simple as that. And R- John Rudge had done. 
for Roger to take me, and then sitting on the bench again, I'm thinking, no, this isn't going to work for me. We've got Oldham on the Tuesday night. I get a phone call from Mick Wadsworth. Listen, we're signing you this week. I've agreed a fee with a club. We're signing you. Keep your nose clean. I said, I'm on the bench anyway. So not a problem. So on the Tuesday night, I'm driving to the Oldham, driving to the Britannia. I get a phone call for Oldham. I go on the pitch for 15 minutes at the end of that game, get up for a header in a corner. Anyway, it's heading for the net and I land and I have to turn and it gets cleared off the line. So we're now sort of pegging it back away. As I'm pegging it back, I do that. I get in front of the guy I'm next to. Anyway, catch him. Sweet. On the chip. And I just felt... When you catch someone, you just feel the, the thud and you think, ah. And I meant it. Didn't, did not mean it one bit. I didn't throw the elbow. I'd gone like that to get in front of him. And he was actually substantially smaller. It was John Sheridan. Oh, bloody hell. Okay. So John goes, well, he's raging. We're over the halfway line. Bang. Sticks the nut in there. And I said, I said, first fair, be fair. I said, I didn't mean it though. And he went, fuck it. And so he's still at it. Bang. Does it again. I went, oh, I ain't having that. Boom. So I hit him, merely hit, and we were just having a bit of a, a fracas. So there's where it started. Anyway, I got a straight red. I then come out the, the dressing room and I thought, bumped into the manager at Oldham. And the chairman, he said, I told you to keep your nose clean. <laughs> I said, I, I said, I meant it. I said, didn't, didn't mean to elbow him at all. Honestly, did not mean it. I said, where is he? He said, Al, he's on the treatment table. He said, you put, you put his tooth through his cheek when you've hit him. <gasps> And I said, all right. So I went into the treatment room. I said, John, I said, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to catch you. So I caught him on that side, like his right cheek with the arm. He stuck the head in me and then stuck the head in me again. And then I've hit him. So I've hit him on his left cheek. And I think his tooth come right through his face there. So he's getting stitched. And I said, look, I didn't mean to start it. I said, I will like to end that. And I said, look, I'm really sorry. But what's, oh, you're all right, mate. It's not a problem. Anyway, that's a Tuesday night. They sign me on, the, I go for talks on the Thursday and they eventually sign me and I'm thinking, oh, how's this going to, how's this going to materialise? This is John Sheridan, he's running the dress room and he's a great pro, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, mm. so I arrived at the club after I've done the deal and Darren's there, his brother. He said, I caught you a cracker. I said, I know you did. And he, he got away with it. He said, I caught you a flush. So he's talking about him chucking a fist. I said, where's your John? Is he all right? He went, nah, he's in the hospital. He's got an infection in his mouth. He's he's having a disaster with that. He said, you made a right mess of that. And it was a tiny little scar. It was nothing, but I didn't really settle for obvious reasons. John and Dan, good good personalities, good men. I don't know. It just it just probably was a, a bad move for me to have made and never really... The atmosphere just didn't... It didn't set. And then obviously had... And then I had... I got into trouble at Christmas time. Never had any trouble in my life. Got into trouble at Christmas time. We were at a Christmas party and I got arrested for the for the first time. But not many people know what, what went on. So I left... I left the, the party early and was back to the hotel at half 11 thinking, oh, well done me. Nice and quiet night. Back to the hotel. I think, right, I'll have a beer and then I'm going to bed. As I'm walking through the foyer, there's a guy lying in a puddle of sick, unconscious. And the staff are saying, right, let's just chuck him in the room. So I've got involved. Don't be chucking him in the room. Get an ambulance. What's it got to do with you, mate? Well, listen, so I stand, start doing that. If you don't sort this out, I'm going to hold you responsible because this kid needs your help. Ah, you need to get get yourself out of here anyway. So I get pulled by two of the lads and one of them's lamped me with a bottle right across the bro. Smashed the bottle. So I'm now chucked out, blood everywhere. And the same lad that's done it is giving it behind the doors, giving it and the blood. is It's white tiles on the floor, blood absolutely steaming out my head. Oh, my God. And I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, I ain't having this. So I pushed the door open and they all round got around the door and they surrounded the door. I pushed the door open and said, right, see him there? That's a member of staff. I said, get him out here. I said, we'll sort this out. So he starts to drift away and he's still going, yeah, and he's getting really lippy, really cocky. member of staff at the hotel. member of staff in the hotel, really lippy, really cocky. And the, the lad goes, oh, look, play football. I said, I play football. I said, what he's done to me? He said, I've never met him in my life. He's just put a bottle through my head. What the f- is going on? What are you doing? I said, listen, get out of my way because it's with him. I said, and I'm going to, I said, I'm going to sort this out. So get out of my way. Please don't, please don't. And I just bump, hit one, hit another, hit another. And he starts to bomb. I said, if I catch you, mate, 
So everybody, everybody's all over the place. There's an old guy coming at me, come at me, you know these ashtray bins? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's come at me like that, and I've absolutely lamped him. I'm running after him. Anyway, I slip in the sick. I slip in the sickness in the foyer, which is fortunate, I think, for everybody. Then they dive on me, and the police arrive. They've said, look, this is what's happened. I've got hit in the head. So the lad get charged. I get charged as well. I said, look, yeah, I hit him, hit him, hit him. So I shouldn't have done that. So I, I got charged with... Three assaults are free and a criminal damage, I think. Ultimately, to try and look after the welfare of the... Yeah, back forward, didn't it? Ultimately, it's probably still to this day, doesn't realise what misery has been brought on me. And I'll be honest with you, I still wouldn't walk past him if he was lying in a unconscious in a puddle of sick. I just wouldn't do that. I'm a lot of things, but I didn't deserve a bottle in the head. £500 compensation, but then to add insult to injury, so I've never been in trouble in my life at this point. But I will not shy away if it, uh, there's a prime example, but I just thought there was something went wrong there. And yeah. Really, if I got a doing it, I wasn't bothered. Just thought, well, I've got to front front that up, really, and, and challenge it. Get to the end of the season. We're on a golf day. Game's fin- The season's finished. We miss out on the playoffs. Atmosphere's not really been any better at the club. Obviously, I've had this charge surrounding me, panicking. Anyway, it's gone a long time. I've not been charged. Staff are telling lies. So one of the staff gets charged with perverting the course of justice, says that the guy that did it wasn't even in the hotel. So she gets charged with perverting the course of justice, found guilty, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we're driving home from the golf day with my now neighbour who lives literally across the road, still lives there um, in the house in Preston. And we sort of changing lanes and he's driving. Well, we go out, won't we? But season's finished. Oh, look, let's go for a couple of beers. Let's, let's have a night. Right, okay. So we do that. End of the night, he's sleeping, we're getting a taxi. Getting a taxi, he's He's asleep. I'm asleep. I get get out of the taxi. I wake up with get out of the taxi. What do you mean get out of the taxi? Get out of the taxi. It's a policeman. He's not wanting the fare. Get out of the taxi. I said, my son's got better manners than you. He's five year old. Didn't like that, the copper. No. So I was really arsy at that point. I went, how are we getting on, mate? I said, we're good for the money. Traveling from Oldham to Preston. I said, I don't know what the script is. What have we done wrong? Don't want to take the fare. I said, well, how are we going to get home? And he starts getting really mouthy and lippy. And I went, what are you talking about? Let's get away. Boom, he's on me. So he breaks the nose, puts me absolutely battered. Seven bells of you-know-what out of me. I get thrown into a cell. I didn't know until months later. I was unconscious uh, in the charge room. So I, I brought myself and my wife were listening to the, I got the information through. I, it reduced me to tears because I didn't realise he'd made that much a mess of me. So I'm laughing at him. So every time he's hitting me, I'm spitting blood at him going, fucking hell, is that the best you've got? Bang, bang. And he went absolute cycle. So the lad I'm with shouting, you can't do that. The other cop was giving him a bit of a, a, a doing in the, the van. Now, I've never been brought up to disregard the police ever in my life. They come into my cell because they've now realised they're going to have to take me to hospital because my nose is like you're that. In, you're in trouble. Right? I was in trouble. They, they knocked me out and my nose was around here. And I remember saying, look, stay out of the cell, get out of the cell. They threw me around the custody suite, cuffed up, couldn't put my shoes on. So I tried to put my shoes on and they're pushing me all over the place. So I kicked the shoes and I said, but I'm not going to be your entertainment. Just take me where you take me. Get to the top of the stairs. I kid you not. Female policewoman and a male policeman. Bang. He kicks me in the lower back down every flight of steps with my hands cuffed, no shoes on. Boom. I'm breaking the fall every set. I'm starting to panic now. I'm thinking, oh my yeah. God, my feet down the steps like that. Bang. Bang. He kicked me down five, six flights of stairs, but I didn't fall. And she was laughing all the way. This, this female policewoman I'm thinking so we get into the hospital so I know I'm quite safe so I started digging her out a little bit and I said if you are my wife I said you laugh at that I said that's disgusting I said him I can deal with him I said you laughing at that I said no one love you I said are you going to stand by that are you going to report it they're not going to stand by you now you're getting sacked I said you're a hater I said that's what it's all about me getting the sack so I wake up cuffed to bed I've done nothing here. I've not thrown a punch, not done anything. I wake up, cuffed to the bed. I'm charged with resisting arrest, causing assault. Anyway, it goes to court. So I've got that other thing in the background. I'm now getting charged all over the place. And the the solicitor I've got, he said, they've got uh, Harold Shipman's QC onto you. The the, the prosecutor was the... And I went, are you having a laugh? They're making it out to be the worst thing since the Yorkshire Ripper. They've seen it as a bit of a... 
We want to make a statement. Yeah. You're, an, you're a football player. We want to hit you hard on it. And I'm so I'm speaking to my QC and I'm saying, what's what, what's the script here? So how did Mr. Smart receive his injuries? Well, he fell and he hit his head on the step. And I said, well, what are you talking about? So he changes his statement. The policeman changes his statement. Long story short, my charge is causing assault to a policeman that had the hyperextension of the thumb. And he battered the living daylights out of me. And I was asked to complain. So I've complained about the arrest and the, the story behind the scenes. So I got absolutely smashed in the media about what I am and what I'm not. I said to my ex-wife, I need to put this out public. I need to put my side of the events out. I said, A, I'm trying to look after a guy that's unconscious in a hotel and get bottled. B, I'm trying to get home and a policeman gets arsy with me to the point where he kicks seven bells of you-know-what at me and he's knocked me out and my nose is the way it is. And she said, look, family's been under enough. I'm not sure if that's good, right or wrong. She left it with me and I shied away from it because everybody was ashamed. My mum and dad are like embarrassed. Everybody was embarrassed. I mean, I was absolutely shameful with it. So you get the, oh, well, he's this and he's that. I'm thinking, you've got to swallow it, haven't you, sometimes? And mm. what I do know is I, I know the truth. I know, I know what happened. I lodged a complaint and said, look, at the end of the day, ultimately what happened in the hotel yeah, I threw X, Y, and Z as a retaliation from getting a bottle in the head. Take it, leave it, do what you want. With it. I, I, you know what? I wasn't yeah, really yeah, bothered. Yeah, I wasn't was, really it, bothered about that. I, I just think it was reported that you bit someone's ear or something like that. That was no, that that, that was later in life. Was that later? Was it? Oh, so, this is another thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was uh, that was later in life. That that's a, that's an incident where you, you you don't do what what do you, what do you say to that? You know, if you. If you wear, if you have the the mentality I have, where I'm shy, reserved, and quiet as a young man, never in trouble at all at school. If anything, probably you're told when you're released by football clubs, you're not aggressive enough, you're not strong enough, you're not any of these things to survive in the world that, that you then become, which is alpha male. All these things, people say something to you, threaten your family, do whatever they've got to do. The reason I'm not in prison for what I did was quite simple: my hands were behind my back the whole time on CCTV. Right, okay. And I get slapped in the face. He says something to me. I said, what do you say? And you see me doing that, what do you say? So he repeated it. And because he was saying it in my ear there, I like, did that right away. Yeah. Right reaction. Absolutely ridiculous reaction in a sense, but didn't hit him, didn't not him, just did that. Mm-hmm. And that was an instant. And who even thinks of that? So shameful. But look, you've, you've got to walk in the shoes and there's a, there's a decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I've got to walk in the shoes. I've done it. I've held my hands up. And just to add insult to injury, that cost me £30,000. So that man and that woman created all sorts of shit in the media. My daughter hasn't spoke to me for four years. That man knows what he said to me in my ear. He'll never say that to another man again, what he said to me that night. And she created a lawsuit. She said, I chased her into a pub. I walk in with my hands behind my back. She said, X, Y, and Z. My daughter thinks I chased a woman into a pub, spat an ear at her, laughed at her, and left. That's what my daughter believes because that's what's in the media. That's oh, hard. All right. And Cara, Cara was 14-year-old when this happened. My daughter is now 19. That's punishment. That's punishment for anybody. We've we've not exchanged words. She's ashamed the, the media attention that that got. Again, I've sat silent on it. I've sat behind the scenes and I've let someone actually rip strips whilst they're suing me in the civil court for substantial money. And I said to them, if this money changes hands, this story can't come out mm. the way it has. It's not right. It's factually not right. Mm. So I've I've sent numerous pictures. That's why right he's saying to you, I've got stories to tell. I have numerous pictures of the guy with a rifle. He's in a, a punk concert, a sham, sham 69 concert within three weeks of the ear. But the, the ear bite was the injury sustained as a tiny, tiny little thing. He knows what he said. You'll never say it again. Legally, are we allowed to use any of this alan is this i mean the court case is settled oh, now, it's, is either, it? it's either that it goes my book will be will have this in it you can go for a right to reply that's my right to reply so i do meet i'm a with the greatest respect i've got a degree in journalism i've not i've not said anything to anybody about it really that's been five years um since that incident the hotel thing is 20 something years ago i know it's mad um, time, that's got time flown hasn't it for- so yeah the, the, there's a lot of public perception about maybe and look people aren't thinking about me from one minute to the next but i think when my name crops up it's like ooh, there's a few stories there but when people don't know mm-hmm. and if you're reading what you've been led to believe and actually the what was the observer i had to write to the editor and said listen you're not accurate with what you've written there do you think you can retract it 
because mm. my daughter and my ex-wife are not speaking to me here. I've had to get a lawyer involved. My ex-wife will not allow me near my daughter to speak to her. She thinks I've been arrested twice mm. because mm. you've reported it. Well, that's what we've been told. And I said, it's not happened. It's not happened. It's one incident. It's one incident one night. Mm. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, well, we've been told it's two. And I said, well, I'm telling you categorically, it's not. Wouldn't change it. Wouldn't retract it. So you wear, you got to wear the shoes for a while. I've got to um, say, though, if I, if I can just, just say one thing, I think it's incredibly brave of you to tell two, you know, two strangers and all the people that we have listening about that. And, and I think on a, on a personal note, it's kind of, do you know what? I've made a lot of mistakes in my life and I've done a lot of stupid, stupid, stupid things, lots of stupid things. And it, it, it's always quite refreshing when you, you know, to talk to somebody that rightly or wrongly has also done things where they go, I've done it, I've made a mistake, I've learned, you know, and, and trying to push on with their lives. It's really difficult not to get, you know, judged uh, all the time. And as you just said, you know, you, Alan Smart on Google or anything like that, it's not always the best reading. And shameful. Yeah, it's shameful. It's not quite reflective. No. But you know what? For... 45 seconds in my life probably is. I think as a parent, I think as a, as a, as a parent myself, the things that you're going through and, and probably experiencing, I can't even begin to imagine. But you know, when you're saying about sharing it and whatnot, I, mm. I would love to share it. The reason I am sharing it is because the same people that have been disappointed may actually think, all right, this isn't to, this isn't to gain anything, mm. but this is actually just to say, look, things happen for a reason. And I'm a logical man. I, I've done a couple of, couple of things. You, you know what? I'm not disappointed with the, the situation in a hotel. If someone bottles my son tonight over the head, I hope to I hope he walks out of it and I hope he looks after himself. Yeah. And I would say that to, to anybody. And I work with young people. There's no judgment at that point from me. There's no judgment on a situation. So what I don't do is I don't cast judgment because it wasn't there. Yeah. And I've got no I've got no reason to lie. My name's been my name's been dragged through the mire anyway, professionally. I've had to have some serious conversations with the companies I work with. I've had to say, look, this is what I did. Here's, mm-hmm. here's what happened. So the company I'm working with at the time, I'm in education, and I've got to stay in education whilst I have a DBS that says GBH on it. Yeah. I, got offered, I got offered the job in the police. The woman phoned me six months ago, and she said, you've got the CV uh, to do this job. Would you fancy it? I said, are you, are you having a laugh? And she said, no. She said, no, not at all. We want you to to work with, with young police because I was head of the apprenticeship stuff and I did MVQs and I've done my, done my teaching, my lecturing degree since I retired. So you've got the experience to do this on the MVQ stuff. You actually fit the bill. Okay. So I speak to my mate and I said, what should I do? I said, I'm going to apply. I said, I'm going to go through the process. To see. So I get form- I formally get offered the job. And I said to her, I said, listen, I said, I want you to know I've got a GBH charge um, from, from five years ago. And she said, yeah, but that's okay. We, we can deal with that. I said, well, I just want you to know before you pay to get, DBS. you know, to get into the nooks and crannies of my life that yeah. you can manage this and say, no, thanks. So they went through it. And then he said, look, because of your, your record, we, we can't offer you the job. And I thought, okay, fair, fair enough. enough. But that was uh, the irony of, of my life, I think, right, mm. right there in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. One one thing that does come up from these stories is the toll that this took on your mental health. Now, it is an uncomfortable subject, but I think it's one that perhaps needs to be discussed because not enough people talk about mental health problems and uh, and the rest of it, especially men. Are you happy to share the experiences? I don't get uncomfortable, Justin, at all. I, I, I think the lads will tell you I'm an open book, mate. What you see is what you get. And I, I think that that brings the rough and the smooth and... It, but you can manage what you know. What's happened with my family, uh, I can never get on top of. I have a counselling session tomorrow. And actually, uh, the, the biggest compliment, I can pay the, pe- the person and the, the PFA. So I bet the guy's here. Like, I did that. So from that moment, my partner was working with Wiltshire Police at the top level with the top chain of command. And I'm in the cell underneath the station. This wasn't about me. This was then about professionally, what have I done to her? I'm then starting to think, oh my God, my children, then my mum and dad. And I'm thinking, oh, how am I getting on top of this? So that, the, the stress and the pressure. So she had to have conversations and I had to say, look, we need to we need to loosen this and I have to walk away from this relationship. And we had to have some serious conversations because her job was more important than, than me. Anyway, we we managed to patch it and the police were superb with her, etc. Um she now works for um Ministry of Defence and we've been researched and the nooks and crannies of, of me have been presented before she gets into that job and that's that's been an, a nice thing. But you carry that burden, the mm. burden of other people. So I never told my mum and dad 
what had happened. My son was at Preston as well, and he was an apprentice at Preston. He'd had a really good first year, and they got to the quarterfinals of the FA Youth Cup, and this had happened that year. So I kept it quiet for about a year and hadn't shared it with anybody because I just felt all I'm going to do is burden them. But I needed to speak to someone. So within 24 hours, I spoke to the PFA. I was in front of a councillor, I think, on the Monday. This happened on a su- the Sunday, and I was in front of a councillor on the Tuesday. And said, Look, I've gone through a lot of things financially with these film partnerships that everybody's gone bankrupt, I've gone through a divorce, etc., etc. So the first incident happened when I went into the film partnership stuff, the hotel incident, within about six weeks of signing up to that. The ear biting happened within about six weeks of finishing it. And if anybody has read anything, they've bankrupted a generation of football players. It's the, it's the biggest crime since it's going to be a bigger sue than PPI. The amount of players, and it might, you know, a lot of players might not want to share it. So I spoke to the PFA. They said to me to liquidate. And I said, well, I can't do that. I've got to pay my bills. I've been brought up to pay my bills. So while people will maybe say, yeah, he's X, Y, and Z, I'm sitting with a £70,000 tax bill to HMRC and I ain't had a penny of it. So before I get out of bed, I'm on the 40% tax bracket for, for 14, 15 years of my life. Now, 70 grand is okay if you're earning, earning money that is taxable at 70,000 or whatever it was. I, I had a, my tax bill was bigger than that, but I'm just using that as the final payment. Yeah. So to keep on top, top of that tax bill, to then have the incident with the ear, it was coming in on me all over the place. Yeah. And then said person says something, bit out of tongue, bang, yeah. the famous sloping pitch podcast we're following the greatest show on earth but would you like pitch side seats for all the action in qatar the heat the goals the drama well so would we but why not join me nick hancock in stoke-on-trent and co-host chris england in london's sw16 every game live from england the famous sloping pitch podcast we think this tournament could be okay sport social so that's my perfect storm, if you like. No excuse, but there's logic behind it. There's, there's things going on in your life. All I would say to anybody is, I actually wish I'd spoke to my counsellor sooner than I did. And what do I do? I just, I'm speaking to him tomorrow. It's just to drop the shopping off, really. That's what it is. It's to, yeah, to yeah, drop yeah. the baggage. How do you deal with your daughter not speaking to you? Tell me that one. What, what, book, what book tells you on that one? There isn't. There now, isn't. I have contributed to that, mm. a part of what I've done, but no, look, no one died. No one died. I've got uh, I've got four lovely children, and I am struggling to the the youngest. I have a, a good relationship with, but the older ones are ashamed of of what the column inches have suggested. They're a version of events. They're not true. I've showed my son the CCTV, my eldest son, and he said that's nothing like what's been reported, Dad. And I said, Well, there you go. And I've still got that. That'll go, that'll go when I'm ready and when it's right. Because the same people that are, I think of, there's a lot of people that have met me and think, Has that happened? It really, how's that happened to you? It can happen to anybody, really, in a moment of weakness. Someone says something. Um, I'm thankful. I'm thankful I didn't hit that man. Because if I'd have hit the man, I wouldn't have stopped hitting him. And I was frightened by where I was. I was in the pub. I was actually on my own. Bang, that, that had happened. A bit of the year. And the reason I'm not in prison is because I didn't hang about. I pegged it as soon as it happened. And it was one, it was just a, it was a one-off bunk. It was gone, but... And thankfully, my barrister presented me to the court, me the person, not the 10 or 20 seconds of CCTV footage. And then obviously had all the statements. But the baggage you carry, I was writing my phone numbers on my socks. I'm going to prison. That's a rude awakening in anybody's life, especially if you've got my profile. I've not, I'm not been brought up in shit, scum, but I've no excuse. My mum and dad love me. They've They've supported me. I've had a great upbringing. I've got no excuse about my backgrounds this, my backgrounds that, like it's some kind of default setting. I've made the choice at a time. It was totally my responsibility. But the baggage that you carry, so when you're standing in the dock and my barrister says to me, Alan, you're looking at four to six years, that's where it's at. You're on a GBH, Section 18, with intent. Mm -hmm. So I start to now master what the law is. He said, don't matter what you want to do with it. So me and my partner are saying, well, look, does that ever become like the suspended? No, it doesn't because you're in on that level. Make your peace, have a cuddle. When you go into the dock, just remember to divide it by two. That's what you'll serve. And nine months will be in an open prison. And I'm thinking, no one knows at this point. And I'm thinking, oh my God. So I'm in tears, really. Anyway, the, the barrister, the judge brought it down a category and I thought, oh, that's a bonus. That then makes it three, whatever it was, one to three, custodial. But the build up to that, 
He said, you can't be sitting going to prison thinking that I've missold you something that's not going to happen today. So I'm sitting with my, I'm standing in the dock with my bag at my feet, all my phone numbers. I'm told to take tobacco in because it will be trade. And I'm going, I don't smoke. I'm not interested in that. I don't want to do that. I'm just trying to, the pressure, all I could think about is my children. All I could think about is actually my ex-wife thinking that she'd been dealt five aces and I've, I've dealt her five aces and she will play them which she's done, um, but I've given her them and she's played them with the plum. That's all I could think about. My dad knew four days before and I said, tell my mum, I only want her to know when there's an outcome. I don't want her to worry. Yeah. I'm only telling you because you need to know. Mm-hmm. But I've held it back because, and he goes, I'm really happy that you did that because we'd have been worried sick. Yeah, of course. So then obviously that happens. But when you stand in the dock with your telephone numbers all over the place, you are looking at four to six years and you just cannot believe that something like that in that moment would result in in that outcome. So the pressure, the stress, the financial issues, the divorce, I've had to cash my pension. I had to pay all my bills before I went to, to court that day, which was right. Just wanted to make sure everything was right. I tried to organize a way of looking after my job if I was inside. All of these things that I've had to, oh, you just got to take your life seriously. No one can do be At the end of the day, you can only be judged on your bounce back or how high you bounce. It's four years ago. I've had the most successful period to this point than I've had, including my football career with, with businesses and things like that. And I'm, I'm very, very fortunate in, in different ways. And that's all you can do. And that's where for, that's where football's great. So, I've done it. So, I've done it. I'm not changing yesterday. No, no, I'm no. Focusing no. on tomorrow. No. I've gone to counsellor within 24, 48 hours. The judge said, you've been to see a counsellor for 24 sessions. He said, as part of my judgment, I would recommend that you did that. But because this is unique, you've taken responsibility. You're a thoroughly decent man. You've got great references. You've looked after children, da 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 I've got to take any account. However, there's an injury that I have to take care of, blah, blah, blah. So obviously I ended up with a two-year suspended sentence. Wow. Never been known. Went to the attorney general. I expected there to be a, an appeal. It's never, ever been – there's not a judgment for that. But because – I went to see the counsellor. I took responsibility. I'm just like, look, I've done it. Mm. So they said to me, you've got two two decisions to make. You bite his ear, but he pulls away and he causes the injury. He said, and that's balls out. And I said, no. He said, but the court doesn't doesn't care that you've been hit, doesn't care what he said. Have you done that? I said, yes, 100%. So that's it. Hands up. Or So that was that. Hands up. That's, that's what I've done. Um, not proud of it, but... Yeah. And you must be open. You've got to. You've got to be yeah. open. No, no, no. So I can go back to my childhood. I spoke to spoke to everybody. The the, the menace that is my ex wife at the moment. She uh, she's taking injunctions out to keep me off the drive. That's before I did the year biting. By the way, I was in court. She has just made life misery. Take my kids on holiday. Sells me with an injunction. I live three hundred miles away. Yeah. So I said, take an injunction out in the county. So there's, I've had a lot of struggle as a single parent. From someone that wants to be abusive to the power that they have as a mother. So you don't read that in a book. There's no judgment that's blind in this country to a male and a female going into court to try and get access. And yeah, I've done a couple of things, right? You know what? 20 years ago, I had a fight in a hotel. For some reason, I got cracked. Yeah, great. A policeman arrested me, kicked seven bells out of me. And then I had an incident where near people say, yeah, but that's three or four. What, what are you doing? Well, I'm an aggressive person at that point where I have a profile on a football pitch. What do you do? Do you walk away? What, what did a cow want you to do? You walk forward all the time. You walk forward and that's just the, that's just the nature. Is that what I want to do? Not really. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be cracked over the head with a bottle, but I ain't going to shy away from it when it comes. And that's just that's just what I've become. So you've got to you've got to deal with that. You know, people are saying, oh, well, is it down to alcohol? What, if someone cracks you over the head with a bottle? My counsellor has said, oh, you've not got an issue with alcohol. I said, I said, as a professional football player, I never drank. I can count on one hand how many times I went out. And obviously, we've got the 72-hour ban. I hardly ever went out and about, you know, after I've retired, yeah, I've drank more as a retired person. My mum's teetotal. My dad doesn't drink in the house. Right. And he would be out, what, a handful of times in, in the way I was growing up. So I can't even say, well, I've been brought up with Scottish parents that, that, that abuse alcohol. No, not, not got any of that. I have no issue with alcohol. The, the counsellor have said, obviously, the issues were divorce, not seeing children. The, the major, major wounds for anybody after I scored a goal at Wembley and celebrated my wife being pregnant, that boy on his 21st birthday was sent so much stuff. I've sent thousands of pounds to my daughter on her 18th birthday. I never even got a thank you. 
This is hard to hear, Alan. This and really I hard. have sent a card that my partner would said, the love and affection that you've put in that card for your daughter, she'd do well to ignore that. Well, she did. So it's there's just things you've got to you've got to put up with. So my son, 21, sent him some stuff up, obviously, as you would do, no response. That's just the, that's the shoes I'm walking in at the moment. The punishment is uh, it's more than any court. That's been going on since I divorced my wife, which is now 11 years. I scored a goal at Wembley, great, brilliant. But at the end of the day, that's my life. So you can either say, well, you know, this is me. I'm not, look, look, this isn't a violin. That's just, that's what I deal with. So what you've got to do is you've got to be able to say, I know people, in my opinion, they couldn't survive with this, what they're getting, the, the treatment I'm getting. And people are saying, well, have you not tried that? Have you not tried that? Yeah, I've tried that. And I can say CAFCAS is an absolute disgrace as a service. I tried to formalise contact for my children. Here's what I asked for. I live in Newbury. Can I have at least two phone calls a week? Can I have every other weekend? So a couple of weekends a month. Can I have a biannual Christmas, by sort of Christmas, every other Christmas? Can I see the kids alternately on the, the birthdays? She could have said yes, but she didn't. And she wheeled the kids into CAFCAS. My kids have lied to the court. Don't get any lower. Wow, wow, this is all just terrible. It doesn't get any lower for a man. So when you talk about mental health, um, I've, I have a struggle. There'll be hundreds of men. You start reading things about the CAFCAS process in this country. Absolute disgrace. I got written a letter from CAFCAS and she said to me, before I present it to the court, can you tell me if you're happy with it? I write, I write war and peace as a response. What about this? I notified you of that. I asked you, my, my concerns are that, that, and that. That's not been mentioned in the report. She'd already presented it to the judge. I said, but you've asked me to, to go through the report and you've already presented it. You can turn up in court and cross-examine me. I went, oh, I said, come on. So I've had, I, I've seen it all. Take your son on holiday. I'm in the court that day asking for my son's passport in Preston. The day that I fly, my, my wife just plays the game all the time. You know why? Because the country allows it. I'm a dad that's actually financially, I would say, assisted my children slightly. When you sign the deeds over of your house, let me tell you, she ain't got any broken noses. She didn't do any pre-seasons. She didn't sign the contract to any of the football clubs. She asked for 100% of the matrimonial pot. And I, de- and I donated it. And I'm treated like a scumbag. So how, how are you? How are you coping with this? So I mean, obviously, you know what? You've just, you've just... That's my friend there. That's my bike. I do 20, 20, 25 miles, twenty five this morning. I do twenty miles a day. Routine. You have to try yeah. and get your diet right. You just got to go back to basics. You got to try and sleep properly. Make sure you're eating properly. Don't drink a lot. Are you in contact with anybody else sim- in similar circumstances so that you yes. can share experiences? Yeah, I, and my, my good friend. That was my roommate at Carlisle. He's uh, he's gone through the same thing. Very very similar. I mean, ridiculously similar. That we are. They've got three children. Very similar age. Similar outcome. Similar financial settlement. Horrendous treatment. Um, and, and all we've ever wanted to do really is you have kids. We're simple men. All we've done is play sport. That's all we've done. And all I've done, you know what? Is look after the meter in front of my nose because no one else was coming to my aid. And if that doesn't suit someone, that's okay. I have to I have to swallow it. And if someone wants to say, well, your dad's a maniac, he's this and he's that, I know I'm not. I know I'm not. Mm. My children aren't by my side when that's happened. Yeah, I've been out on a night out. Someone said some things and they've they've brought it on. They've just been brought I've just brought it back. And I'm quite quite happy with that. I'm comfortable with that. That's why I can discuss it. You know what? I don't like biting someone's ear, I've got to say, but he deserves something. I don't know what that was actually, and I don't know why that happened. Like I don't know why I bit him. Mm. I know why I hit him, if that makes sense. I could have stuck the knot in him, but actually, logically, it was because, because he was speaking in my ear there, and I was, like, speaking in his ear. Yeah, and what so he said, relate, oh, what? Yeah, like, you yeah. almost, like, reverting back to being a kid. I bet you Mike Tyson hasn't done it. Well, he did it twice, so there's, there's maybe a maniac in there. I then started researching it because I needed to know what the scales of consequence were um, and what the outcomes were. And actually, you, you're not seeing many people... Uh, apart from, I think, a barrister in Ireland who was struck off, and I think they deemed that to be punishment enough for his career. I think everybody else has ended up in prison, but there's been aggravated features and there's been aggravated things. And actually, if I shared the statements, it was like there was an incident at the OK Corral that was created. So fortunately, the judge is not stupid. They are, they have full transparency on what the statements are, and then they've got the CCTV. So actually, my biggest ally, as much as it was a gruesome act, it was actually very calm. It was very non-provocative from my 
my body language. I'm quite sort of friendly going in there, and I get a, I got a wallet from a pisshead. That that's that's where it's at. But it was half past eight in the evening, so it's not like it was a, a stupid o'clock. You know, if I'd have killed the guy, I don't think I'd be in a worse position. I've been uh, sadly, I'm moving back to Preston because I had a, the youngest had a bit of a health scare, which he told me on a Zoom call or a um, a WhatsApp call. So I thought. Oh, so it was a bit of a bit of a panic up really, and I thought, right, I need to get closer. So I'm in the process of uh, buying a house up there, and kind of just putting everything on hold here to to get in and around them, to be around him. Um, mm. And I speak as if I've only got one child. I've got four. You know when you say about mental health, who'd you go to? I've gone to court. My daughter lied in court. My partner worked in a serious position in the Ministry of Defence, mm. and she said, mm. "I can't be around your daughter." She was sitting at the table with me one the, the night and. My daughter's relayed a story, which is like, oh, my God. So when you witness that. Yeah, I mean. But mum plays a part, unfortunately, and parental alienation is is sadly something that I've looked into. I've spoke to lawyers. I don't want to go to a judge to talk about how I should speak to my kids or be involved with my children. But, but for you, have you got a good support network around you of people that you can call any time or, you know, you no. can... You haven't. No, but I choose. I'd probably choose to be that way, Justin. To be honest, I'm. A, I'm a bit of a. I wouldn't say a loner. I think football. Football's kind of given me the the, the platform for that. You move around. You you meet acquaintances. Um, my my good friends. Uh, I've got one person that, that that stays on the south side that was born the day before me. We're good friends. with golfing well, but I don't burden anybody with my stuff. I don't do that. I speak to my counsellor about it. I'm a I'm a perf boy at the end of the day, and I'm I'm living in Newbury, and yeah, but I I've, mean, I've been here for four years, Justin. So, but I don't think I, I envy would... people that have been brought up in the the city and the town, and they've actually stayed in that with the connections that that brings. I've not. I, I left home at 19 year old. Uh, I go into a, a male predominant alpha male cutthroat industry that that no one's. You know, it's 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 ruthless. Um, people say it's like other industries, but it's not really. If you're doing well, your manager don't drop you. It's not. It's nothing. It's nothing like any other industry. And people sort of equate it to what they do and what they don't do. It's it's not like any other industry. You can be you can be good at your job. You, you, you don't get recognition to, to to be good at your job. It's not just about finance. And so no, I, I think I'm quite strong in that 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 regard, where I have to just deal with my rubbish myself. Who, who wants to burden someone? Well, I, I, I'm just. Gonna, I was just going to say. I don't think it is. I think really, you know, yeah, sometimes you have to. You have to talk. I mean, you've been talking to us now for two and a half hours, and you know, we've never met before, and you've bared your soul to us. And I'm thinking, yeah, but it's, a, it's an interview, isn't it? And it's like a what's and all sort of thing. And well, I think is. you either. And you know why? Because it's to people that may have an interest in me, the person. Of course. So that's that's easy for me to do that. It is really easy. You're actually asking to speak to me. A, you've got an interest to do it. I know there's loads of lads that'll speak. I, I'm what I am. You ask me a question, it's what I said to you. I'll answer your questions. No issue at all. Um, no, but, but 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 now but now I'm I'm thinking here's a guy who's quite vulnerable that's got a lot of weight on his shoulder and you're sort of saying, Well it's all right, I'll get through it on my own when sometimes, you know, having someone else that you can just talk to about it or it might be better for you to do that than sort of internalise it, if you see what I mean. No, I, I see my, I speak to my counsellor every sort of three weeks or so, and I'm due to speak to him tomorrow. Vulnerable, I have been vulnerable, and I know that from being able to reflect on maybe where I am now, 100%, because I was in isolation, I was going to prison. The stuff that goes on with my children, sadly, that I'm actually one of many. Mm-hmm. You know, I am one of many. My plight isn't any more than, than anybody else, and I, I wouldn't say that. It's just it's just my, I suppose that's just what's happened to me. Yeah, yeah and I know we spoke for a little while, but I spoke to a journalist, I think, um, a few few months ago. He was the same. He said, well, you've been really quite open. I said, well, what's the point of being guarded? If we're going to say there's nothing wrong about mental health, then actually you should be more like me. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I don't think I am vulnerable. You know why? Because I'm talking about it. You are, vulnerable, but that's, but that's, but that's, why, I, but that's no, why I said, Alan. That's yeah, why I said, if you've got other people you can talk to yeah, about it. That's no, but I, I think people that are vulnerable, they don't speak. I think they, they, they're quite insular. I don't think they share. I'm sharing. You are. I'm sharing that. But, but, you know, I've got, but, I've got no, but that's but what no. I'm saying to you. Have you got you can't, else? You can't create friends, Justin. I moved no, to, no, 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 of course uh, not. Do you, you know what I mean? You can't. But 
it's one of them. And without who do you, you know, I speak to my parents, I speak to people about about that regularly. I have my partner, and obviously, I've got to manage that as well. And, and I think that's what you find that if you've got respect for your partner, you've actually got to manage the the relationship. You've got to manage what you discuss, what you don't discuss. It's just reality, isn't it? It is, but I don't like to think of you suffering, suffering. in any way. You know, going to say it, that. Yeah, it, it breaks my heart. Actually, yeah, I, I I wouldn't want anybody to go through what I've gone through. That's for sure. Now, I'm not talking about court cases and decisions I've made. I'm talking about I divorced the woman 10 years ago. My children, the byproduct of, of that, you can create a veneer. You can create a persona that's everybody thinks you're this, that, and the other. And actually, you know what I equated to? That fathers that are in my position will know what I mean, that manipulators sadly can manipulate your kids. There's, there's not a lot you can do if you're not uh, Johnny on the spot uh, every day. You've actually got to be uh, got to stand on the side of the road, watch the car crash happen, and hope that actually they're going to get out of the crash and they're going to come and speak to me. But then I get people that say, "I'm sure they'll come round." Well, if that's in the small print, I can relax. Mm. If that's in the small print, mm. but it's not. Yeah, I, it. I really hope you get the, the the. You know what? You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Of course. You just, there's there's not uh you know that there's not a lot out there. There's not a lot out there for this kind of thing. And and what you get is you, you read about people that have gone through scenarios like myself and still ongoing, and you just hope that somewhere along the line someone gets a bit of, bit of justice. But I hope you get some peace and you get, you know, a resolution that is that, that you would like, that you get you end up getting a resolution to all of this that makes you happy and that you commend or any relationships that are fragmented you're able to, to mend. And, you I know. don't control that, Justin. I no, think I know, that's but, that's what, that's but that's the what, bit the sport helps you with. So that's what, what is, that's what I, I hope think, for you, Alan. That's what yeah, I hope for you. I, I, no, look, I, I take the point, and I'm not meaning it. But what what I'm saying is, I think when you're in the position I'm in, and if if anybody is in the position I'm in, all you can look at is yourself. So yes, I've done the things I've done. No point in me hiding away from it, and th- that's it. There's things I've done that I'm really proud of, and there's a couple of things I've done that I'm not so proud of. And that, to be honest, a life. That's that. That's me. I think the way that you get through. The process is by organizing yourself, taking control of yourself, taking responsibility. And I mean, like, no one tells me to eat shit. No one tells me to, to drink shit. No one tells me not to exercise. So they're the, they're the three things that I'm controlling. And I managed to control that on a daily, weekly basis. I still, in a sense, punish myself a bit in the gym, but that's that's upbringing. That's what we do to, to do what we've done. Um, weights, bike, that kind of thing. But that does actually help the mind. And that's go back to the manager, 100% healthy mind, healthy body. Yeah. And that's it. The reason I'm still here, I'll tell you now, if I listed what I'm doing, and I am looking at a book and I'm looking at other things, not for any other reason than to say, actually, you'd like things to be better and you'd like um, processes to be better. You'd like, actually, the you'd like to have some kind of service. I've got a, got a partner that says to me, I think it's absolutely ludicrous that you as a father cannot have some format of being able to get your children into a room to discuss because I can put the mind at ease about what I am and what I'm not or any concerns. But I have a gatekeeper I cannot get past. It's just the way life is. The gatekeeper is playing the game. Your children- a house that I bought and paid for and signed over the deeds to help a four-year-old get dressed I was accused of trespassing. That's a maniac. I can't, I can't control that. I mean, taken to court for trespassing in the house that I bought and paid for. Okay. But your children are approaching adulthood now, aren't they, on the whole? Yeah, but you know what? The damage is done. I'm mm. a, I'm in education. Nature or not sure. I think you're a product of your environment. So let me tell you, in my opinion, I'm hated because of the way that messages are being sent, how I've been portrayed. And my children don't have the freedom and flexibility to be emotionally attached to me. They manage the mum's emotions 100%. The product of the environment. That won't happen until they're adults, till they have their own children, sadly. I can live on la- in la-la land or I can live with the actual facts. And the facts are, I've, I've got war wounds with this that I would not wish on, on anybody. Amen and the people that. that I've been with, it's, it's ruined relationships. It's uh, because I'm an emotional person. I don't cry at Wembley because I've got my family there and my, my wife's pregnant. And then suddenly I just put that part on the shelf. You know, and I've got real love and focus and attention for my children. And I've been so attentive to them and their, their upbringing. So what's the punishment for a dad that's like that? Well, it is what it is. I, I, you know, I'm sure you don't want me to feel sorry for you, Alan, but I do. I mean, I just think it's it's 
you know, what you've just told us there is, is, is just horrible to listen to. It really is. I feel terribly sorry for you. And I really hope that you can turn this around and, you know, eventually you, you get what is the resolution to everything that you want because it's just it's just not very nice to hear at all i've never met you before i mean you know to me you're alan smart that has scored at wembley scored at watford you know came from carlisle with nick wright today after this you're now alan smart that i've spoken to for three hours that has done this that and the other that i can see is you know not in a particularly good place and is is, is kind of suffering and it's it's just I, would, I wouldn't say i'm not in a good place i'd see if, if it's come across like that because that's the bit you, I think you've got to be careful. If you talk about mental health, I'm actually on top of it. Good. I'm 100% on top of it. Good to hear. Good. And it, this is actually, you're asking me to share a story of experience. It just happens to be the experience. People may not want to hear it. Mm. But if you want to hear about, yeah, a day at Wembley, mm. well, actually, this is just a day with the kids at the moment. That's just where it's at. Yeah, it's not in, a, not in a bad place. Good. Well, I'm pleased Good. to hear it, Alan, because, you know, it's... No, I, no, no chance, of... but because, because you share experience, you've got, to, you've got one, you've got one, in my position, you can do it one of two ways. You can be reserved, you can be open work. Anybody that knows me knows what I'm talking about, because I, I share it, speak to them about it. But I'm, you know, by, by no stretch of the imagination, I'm going to be jumping off bridges or cliffs or anything like that. Well, I'm not going to. Well, actually, funny enough, today I was assessing. We've got one of the kids at uh, Watford that I'm assessing. I work as an endpoint assessor with Pearsons. And I'm, I think is it Jay Varma, something like that, one of the lads in the, the youth team that's injured. I've do, I'm doing an assessment of him. I've been assessing a couple of lads at Liverpool, Man United. So I've, I've been busy. Good. You know, it's, it's what it is. Not every, not every day is a bad day. You Good. have... There's there's me shared a few experiences about what I know about a divorce court, what I know about a child contact court, all these things, and there'll be hundreds of people that that can relate to to, to my experience. Openly. Yeah, thank you so much for being and doing what you said you do on the tin, being honest and open. And uh, I can't. No, no problem. As, Listen, thank, thanks for inviting me on, and it's more than happy to do it if you want to do it again. You don't want to hear any of that again, but yeah, no, there's, there's, look, there's loads of people who will be able to relate on different things apart from maybe going at Wembley. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you ever need to mess, if you want to, if you, uh, this is, you know, I'm sure you don't, but we're only on the other end of a message. If you ever want to message us or whatever, if you're feeling low, whatever, um, you know, genuine offer, we're here. We'll talk to you anytime because, you know, it's, it's not easy. And um, I, I don't like to think of you being. No, I've, listen, I've, I've been through the worst of it, chaps. That's what it is. Uh, listen, you need, to go and, you need to go and get your. I your do, wife. otherwise I'll be asking you about divorces. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, P45. Listen, I know a good few lawyers. As you can tell, I've, the, the law firms have done brilliant now for me. Mate, we're Enjoy. Go. Thank Listen, you so thanks. much. Thank you. Thanks very much, guys. Stop, man. Cheers, Cheers. Alan. ta Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.